Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. And hello, loves. It is Bowerly on News Radio 930 WBEN. How nice to have you with us today. Uh, talking about motorcycles. And uh, again, uh, just to stress something, I don't want to come across on the radio like, uh, oh, old guy who doesn't like motorcycles. Actually, if I wasn't such a coward, I would have a motorcycle. But I'm a coward when it comes to motorcycles, not I'm not a coward when it comes to everything, but when it comes to motorcycles, I am. Um, we talked uh, when we did the bicycle show about I don't do too well on two wheels, but I think motorcycles are super, super cool. But I also think they're super, super dangerous, and I'm trying to get inside the head of those of you who ride. And I would say at least 50% of the people I now know um, are riders. Uh, with the old group, it was more like 80% of the people were riders. Now it's more like 50% of the people are uh, riders. But uh, Dear Abby from the New York Post, my husband and I have three children and I feel really lucky to be able to stay at home with them. I appreciate how hard my husband works so that I can do this. Our kids are young, so we are in a somewhat tedious season of life without a lot of rest, but it's just a season and it's already going by so fast. Recently, my husband became interested in motorcycles and bought a nice vintage one. I was fine with it because he rides it only in our neighborhood, and it isn't very fast. I understand he needs an outlet, and I want him to have a hobby, but I wish it wasn't a motorcycle. He now wants to buy a real motorcycle he can ride on the highway. I think motorcycles are dangerous, and I would be absolutely devastated if anything happened to my husband. I shared my feelings with him, and he said he would hold off on buying another one right now, but he often watches videos of motorcycles, and I feel bad for squashing his dream? Am I overreacting about the danger? I just think it's irresponsible when we have a young family and so much at stake. Plus, I love him with all my heart. Scared of speed in North Carolina. I'll uh, give you Dear Abby's answer in uh, just a little bit. Maybe you'll have an answer. What, what would your advice for that uh, writer to Dear Abby be? And those of you with motorcycles, um, why do you do it? Because they are, I mean, it, it's a its a cold, hard statistic, more dangerous than, than a four-wheel vehicle. And, you know, again, this is not a show about me, 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 but I'll tell you, I've been in some automobile accidents that were not my fault, and at least one of them would have 
most likely have been a fatality had I not been driving a tank uh, as a car at that point in life. It was the old uh, Mercedes 300E, and those things were built like absolute tanks. If I'd have been driving anything less, probably been uh, would have been a lot more serious. Let's get back to the calls on uh, WBEN, and it's uh, Laren. Am I saying that correctly? Laren in Lancaster? Yes, you are, Tom. First off, uh, condolences to the family of John. And uh, as far as motorcycle riding, I've been riding probably before I could ride a bike. I'm 59 now. So any aspects you want to know about riding, let me know. I've been from the dirt to the sand to the street. Uh, kind of sounds like the story of my personal life. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to get that one in there. So anyway, are you on speakerphone and can you get off speakerphone? Yes, I can. Okay, thank you. It just makes the audio quality a little bit better. First of all, it just it explain to me uh, what what I don't understand. What I don't understand is um, why the risk of being on a motorcycle is worth it to you. Oh yeah, yeah. The risk is worth it to me because uh, you use every aspect of your uh, body, your heart, your mind, your soul. Everything's got to be involved. It's uh, nothing I've never taken lightly, and uh, it's, uh, I don't know, once it's in your blood, it's in your blood. So explain to me, like, how it got in your blood. I mean, because at some point this all had to start. Yeah, it started when my uh, dad came home with a Honda Z50 in the back of his pickup. (laughs) And he okay, me well, on, keep, gave me a push, and away I went. All right, well, let's uh, keep keep going with that thought. How how long did it take you before you believed that you were uh, a proficient motorcyclist? Um, I still don't think I'm proficient, and I've been riding my whole life. You have to. Uh, it's nothing anybody should take lightly because it's dangerous whether you're in the dirt or on the street. Um, you can probably, uh, you can't be afraid. You don't ride beyond your means. If if you're scared, you probably shouldn't be on that. Okay. D- d- describe that. Uh, ride beyond your means. Explain that just a little bit, if you would. Just pushing your, uh, capabilities. You, you know what your capabilities are. If you start feeling that fear, it's time to shut it down. Have you ever been scared? Have you have you had any close calls? Because oh. one of the things that I've noticed, sir, is that uh, the people I know who ride, they all have a story about ditching the bike or having a close call, including people I, I knew who ran into a deer. Yeah, I've, I've had close calls. I've had friends die on them. I've, I've seen every aspect that you can imagine. And, and yet you do it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, uh, I don't know. There's something about it. You get out there, like my girlfriend, she rides on the back with me, and we'll go, we'll go a hundred miles, and we just enjoy it. And you're out seeing the scenery, the freedom, the smells. You name it, it's there. What I mean, 
forgive my forgive my ignorance and stupidity, but what can you avail yourself of uh, on a motorcycle that you cannot avail yourself of, let's say, in a convertible? Uh, you, you're well. That's kind of apples and oranges there. Uh, well, I mean, a convertible, you're you're wide open to the elements. You can breathe all of the uh, fragrances in the air, whether it's spring, summer, fall, not winter. Uh, go ahead, please. You, you can die in either one of them. <laughs> well, this, this is true, but the st- statistically speaking, uh, this is according to an attorney by the name of uh, Adam Kuttner, 13 cars out of every 100,000 are involved in a fatal accident. Motorcycles have a fatality rate of 72 per 100,000. So in a car, 13 out of 100,000. In a motorcycle, 72 out of every 100,000. Just how do you justify the risk? Um... Now, you got to tell your wife, you got to tell your wife that she's going to have to wait her turn. Oh yeah, she she likes to chime in. <laughs> yeah, no, she she can chime in when you're done. <laughs> uh, you just the risk is you got to risk doing anything in life, and uh, you know, and if you ain't taking a risk in life, are you really living it? Well, it depends on the nature of a risk. Uh, If, for example, you hop on a commercial airline flight, uh, you know that that is the safest uh, way of conveyance between point A and point B on uh, on a commercial airline flight. If you get into a car, you know that you are significantly less likely to die in a car than you are on a motorcycle. So I guess we get back to that question, is it really, uh, is it a justifiable risk? To me, yes. To most people, yes, if they enjoy it and they love it as much as I do, the risk is worth it. We're here on this planet one time. Live your life. If you're not living it, you're living somebody else's. Well, this this is true, but in order to prolong the life, statistically, you could make the argument that you've got a better chance of prolonging your life if you are on a uh, uh, if you're on a uh, uh, in a four wheel vehicle as opposed to a two wheel. It's true, true. It's just, I don't know, until you experience it, I guess you'll never know that feeling. <laughs> do you Do you worry I mean, at all? You've been on the back, but like when I'm on my bike and I got control, I got control of the throttle, I got control of the clutch, the front brake, everything. I'm in control of that. I'm putting my life in that piece of equipment, and it's my duty to keep that equipment running as top tip top shape as it can and i do the same with my writing i want to be tip top and i love it so much the risk is there the most of the risk is the way that people are driving nowadays that's where the risk is coming from well b- bingo bingo that that's what concerns me the most about you people on on motorcycles is not you people on the motorcycles but it's the people around you in cars And I I hate to keep on repeating the same point, but um, people cut off 18-wheelers all the time as if they don't exist. Every day. Every day I drive an 18-wheeler. I see it every day, all day. And a caller earlier talked about the texting. Every other car is texting. You you wouldn't believe the stuff I see on the road. And I still ride because I love it that much. 
All right, now, if your I wife wants to I've, chime I've in, in sorry, I got a break for traffic on WB, and I have to break for traffic. If your wife wants to uh, chime in, uh, she can certainly do so following the uh, break for traffic. It's uh, 20 minutes after 4. Don't we all have somebody in our lives who, when you're on the phone, they have to chime in? <laughs> my dad used to do that relentlessly to my mother. Oh, my poor mom. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's get back to uh, Laren in uh, Lancaster, and I believe uh, this should be his bride on the phone. Is it you, ma'am? <laughs> It's the girlfriend, but her name's Kate. Here she is. Oh, okay. Phil's on the back. Let's uh, let's bring let's bring Kate into the conversation because she couldn't wait to get on. Uh, Kate, thanks a lot for uh, chiming in. Do do you often correct your husband when he's on the phone? Uh, not correct him. Just I, I just I'm very opinionated, so I just kind of like to throw my two cents in there. <laughs> <laughs> I love opinionated women. Believe me. Okay, so the the. I, I truly do. I, strong, opinionated women are awesome. So everything that your man just said about motorcycles, would you like to elaborate on that, please? I just, I, well, I don't have one of my own, although plan to, but um, just riding on the back, I've gone on trips a thousand, thousands of miles on trips, and having all of that traffic around doesn't, bother me i i don't it's the freedom and the control and you're always hyper aware of your surroundings but you're also enjoying just the fresh air and being out in the elements and um just the power and the control of it i mean anything there's a risk at anything i mean if you like traveling by plane there's a risk there car i mean it's true but I guess I guess one of the things that I'm trying to stress is uh, acceptable risks versus unacceptable risks. And when I look at commercial aviation, I know that statistically it is per passenger mile the safest way to get from point A to point B. When I look at the raw data regarding motorcycles and fatalities, 12 out of every 100,000 uh, cars are going to be involved in a fatality, but it's what 72 out of every 100,000 motorcycles. Though I don't like those odds. No, those aren't great. Those aren't great odds. Um, I guess it's just no different than if you like snowmobiling or ATVing, off-roading. Um, you're out in the elements, out in the open, just as much as you are in a bike. Anything can happen. Um, how many times have you had to ditch? In the 30 years that I've been on the back of a bike, not once. Really? Uh, what is the closest call, my dear, that you've had, Kate? I honest, I mean, um, usually it's someone pulling out in front of us. Yep. It's the closest I've come to anything, you know, serious. You know, it's, it's interesting because enough knock on wood to not be in any sort of accident. Well, you know, you you talk about pulling out, and I think we've all had the experience of driving along in the right hand lane, and then for whatever reason, somebody decides not only to pull right in front of you, but to pull in front of you and basically come to a stop. Like, why would you, why would you pull in front of me when there was nobody for a mile behind me? Why at that moment did you decide to pull out in front? And then why did you decide just to come to a, a, a screeching halt after you've just cut me off? Has that happened on your bike? 
Yes, and yeah, it's enraging. Believe me, I my temper flares when that happens, especially when I'm on the bike, and I'm mm. not a nice person um, to anyone who does anything of that sort, whether it's tailgating a motorcycle, anything. Even if I'm not on it, if I witness it, I get very upset, um, very angry. Well, my um, love, ro- road rage is not worth it. Uh, just take oh, it no, from no, me. No, no you you got you got to try. You know what? It, it, try try to laugh In, instead of doing the rage thing do the laugh thing i usually do the laugh thing and i'll use some very polysyllabic swear words under my breath i don't flip off people uh, i will wave if i make a mistake and i cut somebody off i will always wave and say i am so sorry my fault and you, you usually people are pretty cool about it like they're not expecting anybody to say i'm really sorry but thank you, Kate. I appreciate the call, and uh, happy cycling to you. I'll tell you what Dear Abby had to say in the New York Post to the person who wrote the letter of uh, concern about her husband. Uh, very, very interesting uh, topic, and it's just weird how this came up uh, off the air over the weekend and came up uh, in one of our uh, memos today here at work. By the way, at uh, 5.30, we're going to have more on that rape case involving the migrant uh, Erie County lawmaker Frank Todaro is going to be with us. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Oh, yes. Sorry. It's like one of my new favorite songs, thanks to uh, my boys in uh, Back to the Bars. I know I mentioned this the other day, but they were doing a show at the Wings of Hope. Uh, We were there on uh, Saturday night, along with a whole bunch of uh, people from the Erie County Sheriff's Department. And uh, I I didn't have a chance to see, like, the other bands, but I'm just going to say Back to the Bars they were absolutely smoking, absolutely smoking on that uh, on that stage. Anyway, welcome to the pro. I enjoy live music. Always have, always will. Uh, coming up in about an hour, we're going to have more on that uh, rape situation involving the migrant. Erie County lawmaker uh, Frank Todaro is going to be with us after the news at 530. Right now, we're talking about motorcycles. And uh, Dear Abby uh, had a... Uh, 
had a question posed to her uh, from a concerned mom and wife uh, about her husband wanting to get a motorcycle that he can take uh, out on the road. Dear Scared, writes Dear Abby in the New York Post, I understand your concerns, and they are not unfounded. There are risks involved in motorcycling. However, there are motorcycle clubs for adults who love to ride, whose members wear appropriate clothing and helmets and ride as a group, which lessens the risk. Regarding the risks faced by irresponsible motorcyclists, I will never forget the response I received from the director of an organ donation network years ago when I asked who he thought was the ideal organ donor, he didn't hesitate and replied, a 19-year-old on a motorcycle. Uh, very strong words, obviously, from uh, Dear Abby, and found out that uh, a fan of this show uh, that wanted to meet me died in a motorcycle accident very recently, uh, John Hodel, uh, dedicating the show to him today, and I'm sorry we never had a chance to meet uh, in this life. Um, if it's any consolation, if you're listening in spirit, John, I'm, I'm no big deal, <laughs> but it, it would have been nice to uh, have shaken your hand. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. Guys, talking about motorcycles, and if uh, you're just joining us, uh, just a little bit of background, just so you know, I guess, my biases. I think motorcycles are awesomely cool. I would personally love to have a motorcycle but I'm never going to have a motorcycle because I cannot justify the risk versus uh, benefit. I just, I can't do it. 12 out of 100,000 automobiles, fatal crashes. 72 out of every 100,000 motorcycles, fatal crashes. I cannot justify that risk. And I also don't like the idea of uh, possibly ending up uh, as a quadriplegic or, or worse. I, 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 I can't justify that for freedom of the road. I, I've driven convertibles, okay? I uh, had a great, oh, I had a 911 convertible. I don't, I don't even know why I got rid of it, but I did. And I wish I hadn't because that was a kick-butt car, I'll tell you. Anyway. Uh, so I understand what it's like to want to breathe in the air and see a panoramic view of everything, but I want to find out from you people who are on motorcycles, what is the attraction and how do you justify the risk versus benefit? And obviously the Dear Abby piece in the New York Post in combination with the uh, local uh, fatality, which I referenced earlier, uh, kind of motivated me to do this show today. And another motivation that I want to make very, very clear to those of you in the motorcycle community, it is my strong hope that by doing this show, and you know that I do one or two of these every year, is that people are more conscious of and cognizant of motorcycles. That is a very strong hope that I do have uh, about this show. Talk radio can't change the world, but you know what? If it makes somebody look twice before they turn lanes and uh, they catch a motorcycle in the blind spot, you know what? The show was worth doing. Let's get uh, back to the calls. 803-0930, star 930, 1-800-616-WBEN. I promise at some point the summer cold is going to go away at some point. Here is uh, Matt in Niagara Falls. Matt, you are on WBEN. Welcome. Thanks, Tom. How are you today? Yes, sir. Well, it's not a bad day, sir. Not a bad day at all. So uh, I'm uh, almost 45. I rode bikes through my uh, you know early 20s up through my mid 30s uh absolutely love it 
Um, I lived a life in my younger years. I was able to have a lot of really fun, really fast, really cool cars. Uh, but, you know, that just didn't do it for me until I got on a bike. And? I think for me, it, it's it's just the, uh, the, the I guess, uh, you know, when I'm really young, you know, you, you ski, you snowboard, you skateboard. Some people just kind of have that adventure-seeking gene or whatever in within them. So, you know, I, I just kind of, you know, once I was on a bike, I didn't want to give it up. Mm. Uh, but much like the Dear Abby thing, uh, you know, I got a little bit older, started having a family. And even though my wife never told me to get rid of the bike, you know, at uh, when I hit 42, I sold the bike. Um, because, you know, last thing I wanted to do is leave her with, you know, like you said, a quadriplegic to take care of on top of, you know, five kids. You have five kids. Five kids, yep. Yeah, well done. Well played. Um, of course, Groucho Marx used to say, I like my cigars, but I take them out once in a while. Um, kind of a funny line from Groucho Marx. I always liked it. Uh, but as, as far as the uh, thought process, and for those in Canada, the thought process behind your giving up the bikes upon becoming a family guy, uh, can you walk us through that and the people with whom you used to ride, did they do the same thing, some of them? Yeah, I mean, some of them definitely did. Um, you know, the last bike that I had was a real nice bike, custom built myself. I put it all together, painted it, all that good stuff. And uh, there was no way my wife was going to ever say, you know, hey, you know what, you should get rid of it. But, you know, as we started having more kids, you know, I found that I was just riding less and less. And, you know, things, other things became more important. Um, I think once my kids are older and grown, I probably will get another bike. But, uh, you know, for the time being. You know, as friends got older and they started having kids as well, we kind of all just, you know, took stock of what's really, truly important. And even though I absolutely loved riding a bike, I rode as much as I could possibly do it. Um, you know, just leaving my wife, you know, it wasn't even the dying part that got me scared. It was the leaving my wife with, you know, another person that she's got to take care of. Right. And I think a very understandable concern. I don't think it's irrational. I don't think it's paranoid whatsoever. Yeah, but I mean, like I said, once the kids are older, yeah, I mean, my wife, my man, my wife loved going out on it with us before we had kids, and uh, you know, we probably will get another one once the kids are older. Well, you know, it's it's interesting when you say once the kids are older, because to me, what I hear you saying is I recognize the inherent danger of being on a motorcycle. Therefore, I'm going to wait until the kids are older, and maybe they don't need me as much. Correct. Correct. Um, for those, in your experience, or somebody who's done a lot of riding, I haven't asked anybody this yet today, but um, who makes a good rider of motorcycles? Uh, like the other that I think somebody who's done training uh, went to a course. Um, you know, when I was really young, early 20s, I thought I knew everything. Uh, and I got myself a crotch rocket, didn't have a license, had a permit, thought I was, you know, king of the world. And I dumped it pretty good, got pretty Ooh. hurt on it, um, and then I got rid of it immediately the next day. It was probably five to ten, almost ten years before I grabbed another bike. Um, but after that, you know, I went to a course, went to training, um, and one I think one of the other riders said, I went out into the boondocks, Niagara County, out by the lake, and that's where I would just ride during the day, away from people, learn how to ride, learn how to control, 
and then uh, ride within your limits. You know, and I think a lot of people, I, I would bet that most of these young people you see on these bikes, they don't have, they don't have licenses if they even have a permit. They just grab them and, uh, you know, get on these crotch rockets. And, you know, I think, I think somebody else said, you know, why don't the police pull them over? Well, because a lot of these guys just run. You know, there's no point in pulling over a, a bike, you know, in a car because you're not going to catch them. No, and unfortunately, it was about uh, 10 or so years ago on the 290, there's a horrible situation where the police were in pursuit and uh, the individual uh, wrecked the bike, and uh, there's either one or two dead as a result of that, not to mention the other people on the road who were put at considerable and uh, grave risk by the chase. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, you see a lot of people, you know, you said wheelies and all that other stuff, and it's it's scary. Who who makes a bad motorcycle uh, rider? Uh, I think it's probably me when I was in my 20s. You know, the kid who just either gets his permit or, you know, saves up money, buys a used bike, and thinks they know it all. Well, let me let me rephrase the question to make it uh, have uh, make it have a, a little more sense to it. Is there a personality type that makes a bad rider? I mean, just from my my personal experience, I think people who who uh, are bad drivers are going to definitely make bad bad uh, motorcyclists. Mm. People who are impatient and you know they they kind of take unnecessary risks in in everyday life. They probably are going to take those risks on the bike as well. But you know, I one of the things that just it bothers me, Matt, and I'm obviously very sympathetic to uh, the the motorcycle community, even though I'm too much of a coward to have a motorcycle myself. But uh, the ones who weave in and out of traffic, and the ones who will cut in front of somebody, and it looks like they're giving themselves maybe about a foot of leeway. Yeah, I uh, again, I think those are just the people who are. It's just a matter of time, unfortunately, with people like that. Uh, of the people you know who, with whom you used to ride, how many of them uh, were seriously injured in some way, shape, or form uh, on a motorcycle? Uh, luckily, not many. I, I've probably been the most seriously injured. Uh, I mean, I ditched when I was really young in my early 20s, and then again when I was about 35-ish, I believe. Um, a, a woman, uh, a couple elderly women, they made a left i was going straight through an intersection i actually had pulled away from a curb and was going straight through an intersection on a green light and they made a left and supposedly didn't see me coming at all um even though you know the bike i had i i always ride with my high beam on led headlight and uh you know i had a bright jacket but they claimed they didn't see me and they made a left i had to swerve and i ditched the bike they came to a stop with the front bumper of their car over my I guess it would have been my left leg and my right leg pinned underneath the bike. Oh, good Lord. How, how bad was that? Um, sore. Uh, the worst was uh, the exhaust rolled over my ankle and literally melted. It melted uh, like any, anything, everything between the exhaust and my ankle bone was gone. Oh, good grief. Uh, you've got to have some horrible scars. Uh, it's probably about a two-inch circle right on my ankle bone. Did you go to the hospital? You know, I, I went to the um, urgent care, and they said there wasn't really much they could do about it. They just kind of uh, cleaned it out and put, uh, you know, some bandage over. They said, you know, the best thing is to get air because it wasn't really bleeding. I mean, the exhaust was so hot, it just kind of had taken the skin right off. Ugh. Wow.
See, again, <laughs> what, what, what you're talking about, sir, are, are some of the reasons why I just, I'm too much of a coward to, to get on a motorcycle. I just, I can't do it. Yep. Uh, I, I thank you kindly. Is there anything I didn't ask that you wanted to make reference to, sir? No, no. Good topic. Well, thank you. I, I'm glad you enjoy the topic. Uh, I enjoy doing the topic because, you know, again, if nothing else, I, I, I'm not out to save the world, but if I could prevent a couple of motorcycle accidents from happening this summer by virtue of doing this show, I'll take that. I'll take that as a win. And in case you missed it uh, the other day, uh, last Thursday, I had a chance to see uh, Sean Ducherer and uh, Big Sauce Trio. And I want to tell you something. I can't wait to see Big Sauce Trio again. They were outstanding. Let's get back to the calls on WBEN talking about motorcycles, yes or no. Here is uh, Joe in Gowanda on WBEN. Hello, Joe. Hi, Tom. How are we doing? Uh, great. But I need I need you to do something about the wind. I, well, I, I'm not that powerful, but I'll try to stand by a tree. I'm outside. Can you hear me uh, now? Okay, if if you could just get on the other side, the the uh, if you can give yourself a little bit of a block. I'll, I'll try it here with my straw hat, but uh, I, I'm coming at this with a different perspective. Um, I know a girl who's a dispatcher. I'm not going to say what county, but she dispatches all the ambulance and police and everything else you might need when you call nine one one. And uh, basically, he told her son that if he wouldn't get a motorcycle, she would buy him a new truck and pay for it. That's how traumatized this lady was from taking calls from motorcycle accidents. And I'm not sounding off one way or another if I'm for or not, but she was so traumatized, she says, I'll buy you a new truck and pay for it. Because she took all the calls from the accidents. But she was well, that certainly uh, speaks volumes. And she wasn't even the responding officer. She was just taking the phone calls. Oh, she was. She basically says, I don't care what you want to drive, Tom. Hey, look, what about a Mercedes? She says, I will pay for it as long as you don't get a motorcycle. And like I said, just to hear that from her, she's been on the job a while, and uh, there was horror in her eyes of her son getting a motorcycle. And it's just, uh, that's just, I wanted to share that with you. And again, I'm not, I'm not pro-con on this. It's just, that's coming from her. Well, you know what? It's it's not. I, I guess it's not really a question of pro or con. I think it's more of a question of people's individual choices in what they drive. And I guess one of the things that I'm trying to get at is the psychology of people who are knowingly getting onto a vehicle which is statistically, demonstrably much less safe than a four wheeler, uh, and making that decision. Well, the thing is, like you said, you go on the throughway. And you see, I live on a rural, in a rural area, and you see the guys on the Harleys going 35 miles an hour, and probably they're going to be okay. But you go on the thruway, and you see the kids on the crotchrot just going 120 miles an hour down the thruway. I don't want to be behind them when something happens because I, I don't, I don't want to see it. And something's going to happen sooner or later at that speed. Sooner or later. Oh, I, I've seen some pretty grisly pictures over the years. I think we all have of uh, just uh, horrific accidents involving motorcycles uh, at very, very high speed because you've got no protection whatsoever. Sure. Sir, thank you very much. Uh, interesting story. Interesting story. Don't buy a motorcycle, and I'll get you a uh, a truck. I'd have held out maybe for an Escalade, maybe uh, a Land Rover. I'm just I'm just saying. Uh, uh, no. 
Maybe a Telluride, something like that. Okay, good, good. It is, uh, we're going to take more calls on this, and at uh, 5.30 we're going to talk about the uh, situation with the migrant rape. Uh, Erie County lawmaker Frank Todaro is uh, going to be with us, and I seem to remember all the talk about how well-vetted people were when they were coming to western New York. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color, starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, and Toyota has them with more on the way. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future in vehicles, and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Toyota, let's go places.